Hi, everyone. Today is a beautiful day, um, though we did just have four seasons in Chicago in just a couple of days. Uh, but welcome, everyone, to the Positive Leo Show. Now, as you may have seen in the last conversations uh, with Sean, if you haven't, please check it out. In that conversation, I misgendered Sean and used the she, her, hers pronouns, which is completely wrong as Sean identifies as genderqueer and uses gender neutral pronouns, they, theirs, them. Now y'all probably thinking, what is misgender? Misgender means the process of whether intentionally or unintentionally assuming someone's gender identity based on their appearance or name, and therefore use the improper pronouns when referring to them. Misgendering someone has a lot of negative consequences. Number one, it's disrespectful. Number two, it's discriminating. Number three, it affects the person's overall mental health. That's why it's so important to use gender neutral or gender inclusive pronouns, which is to not associate gender, male, female, with the person talked about. Now, there are also what is called neo pronouns as well, created to better reflect gender identity more accurately than conventional pronouns can, going beyond the he, she, they, really in the interest of greater equality, with examples like nay, nem, ner, nem, self, zay, zir, zir, and ve, vir, vis, vir, self. Now, really, the even more important thing as I reflect is to have that conversation with your friend, and from that conversation, be able to understand the right pronouns to use. I understand that at a very, very young age, we were taught that we were either a man or a woman, binary one, zero. But we have to understand, similar to sexuality, that there's a spectrum of many people, including the people we love, the people that we care about, that exist around these points and in between. Transgender, cisgender, gender fluid, gender queer, gender non-conforming, agender, bigender. So it is so important if we are to create a beautiful, loving, kind, and as Sean would say, compassionate environment space for the people we care and love about to open our hearts and use the proper pronouns. Because when we do this, we help the person feel valued, respected, and affirms their gender identity. It is the human thing to do. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I misgender Sean. I'm working towards learning and better applying the pronouns. A few things for me moving forward to not misgender anyone, especially the people I love and care about, is number one, don't make assumptions. Often enough, we base it off appearance and name. Two, ask what pronouns should be used. It's totally fine to ask the person before what pronouns should be used. Three, don't use gendered language. Say an honorific, sir, madam, groups, guys, ladies, gents. On the contrary, for sir, madam, instead use my friend. Or groups, hey, you guys, nope, use folks, y'all, guests. Number four, for me, most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, is to have that connection, that discussion, that heart-to-heart -heart connection with your friend to understand their experience and connect on the specific gender language that they would like to be used so that we can be that much more loving and compassionate of the human experience. With that said, I am so excited to have Sean Coleman back on the show to provide their thoughts on gender pronouns to share their experience and really provide their message to the world. So Sean, welcome back. Thank you. 
yeah, I'm grateful to be back. I appreciate that introduction and I appreciate you uh, acknowledging the mistake that was made and honoring that and then, you know, taking some time to really think about that misstep and the impact that it had and use that as a teachable moment. Like, I'm so glad that you were a yes to having me on the show again and a big yes when I reached out about this conversation because um, for me, I didn't want to walk away feeling icky, feeling like, oh gosh, that, that, that hurt, that felt uncomfortable to be misgendered and then, um, then just leave it at that. Uh, I wanted to have a conversation about it. I wanted to really talk about it because it's something that happens all of the time, you know? People do it all the time. Like you mentioned like, you know, hey, hey, sir, hey, madam, things like that. You know, a lot of times it's done to be polite, to be nice, like in restaurants and things like that. You know, it's like, like, you know, right this way, ladies, or sir, can I take your bag? And things like that are very commonplace in our society. And we get to make choices that allow us to acknowledge the fact that we don't always know someone's gender identity and that we can choose to use something that's more gender neutral if we don't know and it's not an appropriate time to ask at that moment or the person's not available to ask at that moment, or we can, um, you know, when the person is available, we can just ask, you know? <laughs> we could ask and that, well, that's how we learn. Um, and that's important, I think, all the time when we're talking about friends and people we care about. And it's also incredibly important when we're talking about, you know, um, telling someone's story or getting to know someone in a significant way. When we're, we're going to talk about someone, we really need to make sure that we are seeing that person and understanding that person in that way so that we could um, appropriately rec um, like represent them. That's the word I was looking for, represent. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, first question I do have is, mm -hmm. how can people be better allies? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the stuff like you've already talked about, you know, that I echoed is definitely making sure that we're not making assumptions, that we are asking questions, also making sure that people are, um, you know, taking the opportunity to introduce themselves with their pronouns. Like, even if you don't identify as genderqueer, you can choose to, you know, introduce yourself and say, you know, say your name and say the pronouns that you use, so that way people know um, that, you know, one, those are the pronouns that you use, and also that you acknowledge that it's not, quote, obvious which pronouns might be used by everyone. And in doing so, you make it just a little bit safer, just a little bit more comfortable for the other people who are in the, the room or who are in the environment to use their pronouns by making it more commonplace. Thank you, Sean. Absolutely. It leads me to the second question, which is, mm -hmm. When one makes um, a mistake in misgendering someone, what should one do? What should the person? Oh, before I, yeah, good question. Before I answer that, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I had no intention of coming on this show as the authority on, on gender pronouns. <laughs> and I am not the authority on gender pronouns. I am here talking about my experience, my feelings, my thoughts. I do have a lot of friends who identify as trans. I have a lot of friends who use gender neutral pronouns. I have a lot of friends who uh, use pronouns that are not, quote, obvious. 
<laughs> for many people when looking at them. Um, and uh, I had a lot of experience learning about pronouns and did study gender studies in college. But again, I'm not the expert. And also, you know, the, uh, the, uh, I guess the end all, be all, whatever. Also, just for everybody, it's different. You know, different people have different experiences. You know, just like, you know, you couldn't speak for, um, for every person of color or anything like that. You know, um, so, yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> I got a little technical to make sure it's clear yeah. I'm not speaking for all people. But what was the question again? Oh, the question is like, when one person makes the mistake of misgendering someone, uh, what should that person do in, in your experience? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and so um, uh, oftentimes people will do one of two things when they make a mistake and misgender uh, someone. They will either apologize profusely um, and make it so that the other person feels then uncomfortable and feels like they have to take care of that other person. If mm -hmm. they're just like, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, what can I do to make it up to you? Like, I, I didn't know, you know, like all this mm -hmm. stuff, they make a big, huge deal of it. Or on the other side, they get annoyed with that person for, um, not representing that in a, in a way that was obvious to them or for okay. making them feel uncomfortable or for not, you know, telling them right away so that they didn't have to make the mistake or, you know, something of this, that, that, that type, which, it, you know, neither one of those is ideal for most people. Uh, and so um, what I recommend and what I personally strongly prefer is when a person apologizes and then moves on, you know, just like, oh, okay, they, them, so sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I was saying that they blah, 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 you know, and just, yeah, just keep, keep it moving, acknowledge it, apologize and keep it moving. And then very, very importantly too, if it does come up again, remember, you know, <laughs> try your best to remember and to use those pronouns correctly the next time. I find it incredibly helpful that if you are having trouble remembering someone's pronouns, that someone who you see often or who you reference often to practice using those pronouns. I often find myself like if I meet a new friend, um, I might practice their pronouns a little bit in my head so that next time I see them, I'll remember in much the same way that I might like meet someone and I'm just like, okay, their name is Jennifer, 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 you know, <laughs> I say it three times just so I know. And that way, the next time that I see Jennifer, I'll remember the, uh, that that person's name is Jennifer and not like. Um, I'd be well, be, be much less likely to, uh, you know, pronounce their name incorrectly or to use the wrong name. Mm, gotcha. I, I I wanted to add one thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was as I was doing some some of my own research, I, I found okay. that you know uh, when we use they them, a lot of people think that it's on the plural side, but actually they them has been used as a singular pronoun. Yeah since the 1300s, according to Webster, mm -hmm. uh, Miriam Webster. Um, mm -hmm. So there you have it, just a little fact drop, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and it's like almost all of us use it all the time, we just don't think about it. You know, like if there's a person in the distance who is really near your car, you might say, huh, there's someone near my car. I wonder what that person is doing. I wonder if they're trying to get into my car. And we say, they, 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 but then like if, you know, that person steps into the light, if that person becomes, comes a little clearer and we can see, oh, that's my friend Sharon. 
oh, she must be looking for me, you know, but until we know, we just simply use they all the time for random figures in the dark, for unknown people all the time. So it's very common for us. It's very typical. It's very usual. The only time that we think it gets weird is when it's someone using it because of uh, a gen different gender expression. And it doesn't have to be that way. What you, what you, and I, it got, got me thinking. I remember we had a conversation, um, it just popped into my head about habit. And, and I remember this conversation where uh, sometimes some people say, okay, I, I get it, I'll use the right proper, but then because they don't really make it a priority or whatever it is that they don't put enough practice in, like I heard that you have to do it seven times or use the word seven, eight, ten times yeah. almost every day in order to get it to stick. Some people say, oh, I got it, but they don't practice it. So then it basically, exactly. and so I'm thinking that, like, how do we, because, and then that's on one point. On the other point, it's like the intention. If our intention is pure, love, compassionate, that the intention would then reflect into our language to be more inclusive. Tying those two points together, just curious on your, your thoughts, Sean, on habit and on intention and compassion. I remember you worked you brought up the word compassion yeah. uh, through this discussion. Just your thoughts on it. Yeah, I just feel it's it's definitely so important to be compassionate and to try our best to come from that warm and compassionate place when approaching people in general and to think about what are some ways in which we can be com more compassionate for everyone, but especially when we're talking about underrepresented folks. Um, and so I feel like it's incredibly important that we put forth the effort to try to learn. And just like I gave that example of like saying like, okay, Jennifer, 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 I'm gonna remember Jennifer's name, you know? Like you, in the, the same way you could practice at home. Like if you meet someone who uses they, them pronouns that you work with, you know, who's named Jimmy, you could, could say, okay, so, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy is my new coworker. I know that they uh, drink a lot of water. I know that they like sports. I know that they usually come in early. So, you know what, I want to get to know Jimmy a little bit better when I, um, when I come in tomorrow, I'm going to talk to them about what type of you know, water bottle they use or whatever, like just any, any, any example, whatever, but just anything to kind of get you using they in your head so that you can internalize that and you can start to understand that it's not about making an accommodation for someone. It's about honoring who a person is. Wow. Yeah, I would add, it starts with that conversation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, to really connect with that person, the heart-to-heart -heart connection right there. And from there, I think, aligns our intention with love and peace and compassion. And then it, our language starts to reflect that intention. It's a beautiful thing, if one can really create that. Um, I do have a question. I know we were talking a little bit about it in terms of resources. Um, I know you mentioned earlier about gender studies, whatnot. Is there specific resources? If not, it's okay. I, I can put things in the description as well. But if you do have any, feel free to send it my way uh, and I'll put it into the description as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to send you some links. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. I, I do want to, uh, I do have some closing remarks on, but I want to pass the mm -hmm. microphone to you, Sean, for any closing remarks and 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll also say real quick, I um, I think it's so incredibly important that people uh, allow themselves to normalize this because it is normal. You know, it's people's lived real experiences and it can be helpful um, not only to read about these things in terms of articles and books that are more academic, um, but also to just make it, again, normal, like to watch movies that feature trans characters or watch TV shows that have actresses that are actors that are, um, you know, that are using pronouns that are gender neutral or using neo pronouns and things like that, because it can start to feel more commonplace. You know, there's a lot more out there now than there used to be. Um, one of my favorite of those shows is uh, The Politician on Netflix, but there's a bunch. If you, uh, if you, you know, Google queer shows and things like that, or Google shows with trans characters, things like that, you can probably find a long list of different shows that appeal to you and that allow you to really, um, you know, tap into your interests as well while, you know, again, normalizing it and just seeing queer characters on the screen. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, on my closing notes, I, I, I want to add that I want to put some links and resources in the description for viewers to check out, including some of um, uh, Sean's resources as well. Um, and I truly want to take this time to thank you, Sean, for coming onto the show, um, providing your thoughts, um, and that we must continue to understand and apply the proper gender pronouns. If we truly, 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 truly want to create a society, a culture, environment, a home, a space that's inclusive, loving, and ever-growing in expression, allowing the human experience to shine. So wishing you all at home a beautiful, loving, day, week ahead. And again, <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You as well.